lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 267. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Got too much Bama in me. Got too much Bama in all of us. <laughs> uh, we're joined by no one. Uh, of course, if you're not in the United States, you suck. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Also, oh, if you're not dear. in the United States, it's Thanksgiving this Thursday. It's Tuesday here right now. And uh, that means people are already quitting. Andrew Goldfarb, not even here this week, went back to wherever the hell he's from. Goldfarb Island. Connecticut. No. Nah, that's not like an island at all. No. It's a state. And then uh, Clements. A state oh, can also be an island. I didn't know what Clements' deal is. Is he gone? I don't know. I, mean, I think he's still in the Bay Area. I just think he didn't come in today for some reason. Sure. He apologized and explained it, but I didn't listen when he did. <laughs> he gave me the song. That's all I cared about. Uh, Colin. Yeah. It's a big day here at IGN. It is. It's a big day for everyone in the PlayStation universe. Yes. Why is that? PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale comes out today. Finally. Yes. Title fight. We've known it for a long time. Smash Brothers, whatever you want to call it, it's finally out. You surely call it that on I, a lot of the videos. I don't mean to. Like, it, <laughs> it's funny. Like, you know, I, I think I've told the story before, but it, you know, I never used to. I made the joke when I hosted the Comic Con panel that got, I got me got me booed for a good forty seconds. And I always, uh, I, don't, I never mean to call it Smash Brothers. And then we had that one night here in the office where everybody played, mm. and everybody called it Smash Brothers, mm. and I just, it caught mm. caught, it caught my fancy for some reason. Got too much Smash Brothers. Got in too me. much Smash Brothers in me. Got too much Mario in me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale finally out. You reviewed it. What did you give it? An eight point zero. Great. Yeah. IGN scale. How's the reaction been in the comments for that? I, haven't, I didn't get a chance to read all the comments. Mixed. Yeah? I, yeah. I sat. So I came in a little late today because when the, the review went up at eight, I sat in the comments for about an hour and just kind of interacted with people. Yeah. Um, you know. A lot of, you know, I don't want to say a lot of, there are some babies in there that sure. want to, you know, just disparage the game because it's it's similar to something else. But a lot of people are very positive about the game. A lot of people are very excited about the game. A lot of people are very surprised. The one thing that, two things stuck out to me, actually. One thing was that a lot of people are excited about this game, at yeah. least our readers, which is cool. Yeah. Because uh, it's a game worth being excited about. And also that peop, some people think an 8.0 is a bad score. Yeah, that's sad. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. Because uh, it's not, it's a great score. Um but here it is on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita. It's very fun. I highly, If you listen to Podcast Beyond, you're obviously a big PlayStation fan. It is for you. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. That's a lot to say about it. Well, actually, you have a lot to say because okay. the whole show is, pot, is oh, PlayStation really? All-Stars. Okay. All, the, all the questions. I have, I have many pages of PlayStation Good. All-Stars questions for you. I love it. I love it. I wanna, I wanna, we're going to get out of here and play it right after this exactly. podcast. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that'll actually delay the podcast going up. Sorry. Um, here's, so this is the PlayStation podcast. This is the PlayStation podcast for IGN.com. It's the PlayStation All-Stars podcast. Before we get to all the questions, we're going to do all our normal segments mm. and everything else. I need to talk to you about a brilliant idea I have. Okay. You wouldn't tell me about it. Before. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Only Mike Mitchell knows this scheme because we were talking about it yesterday. And it's a Greg Miller walkabout. So I'll get to the story. I'll get to the heart of the matter in okay. a second. But it begins with this. I used to be a ranked Monopoly player online before there were leaderboards. I think you, I remember you telling me this. Right. Yeah. We talked about this yeah. before. On I, PC. Yes. Yeah. PC Monopoly. The old Westwood joint Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had joined, that game. I joined. Yeah. I, and I, I found through the internet a case ladder which was a ladder system where you registered, you got a username, and you played other users, and you'd report back on who won. You'd go up the ladder, you'd have a little hot next to you. If you had three matches in a row, I only had it once. I only won three Monopoly in a row once. And got, I think it was number 16 in the world. Got a little hot icon next to me. I was very excited. However. What was your username? It was Superboy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here is where we bring it to the real world, mm, Colin. Mm. I have this idea. Mm. I would like help with it okay i cannot do this actually this i don't need help with it i need someone to do this we're busy you want to do a ladder system i got cancer i got things to do yes we need to make a playstation all-stars league basically mm-hmm. a podcast beyond or just i would let's call it ign playstation all-stars league okay 
similar to this. I have, and that, this is pretty much where it all runs out. I have a mat, knowing how many people turned up for fantasy football, mm. knowing how many listeners we have, knowing how many messages we get, I'm sure thousands of people right now are saying, yes, I joined this league. Mm. So what we need, you, the, the, it's there. The desire is there for mm. somebody to do this. Mm. We need one of our fans who understands things in a certain way, has a certain... Understands anything at all? No, no. Cer- it has, has that certain touch mm-hmm. in the head where they, they, they like They're the... touch act- in the head? Yes. Okay. Where they'd like to be the dungeon master of this league mm-hmm. where we would report to them and okay. they would manage a blog, a website. It'd be awesome if you could do it as my IGN, my IGN blog. Okay. If you need to make... It, like, um, uh, of course, Mike Mitchell, he suggested this. He, he, I told him this idea. He said, this sounds like a job for M-Dog. And I, I, said, I trust Mitchell Morgan implicitly, but yes. he's already busy with other things, I think. See, that's my thing. Is I, I, I'm not saying he doesn't have the skills, but I think this is a very particular skill set we need in someone. Okay. If some, now, if somebody can come up with an idea for how we could automate all this and have it running and you know, basic framework of how it works, and then Mitchell makes the app. That makes mm. that makes a ton of sense mm-hmm, to me, mm-hmm, but I don't think he has the time to sit there and sift through. However, we're going to do got, this. He's got homework to do. He's got plenty of stuff to do. Yeah, where we have to report in on who's winning, who's losing. Because imagine it this way: this just imagine how awesome this could be if we get this league up and running. A small scale, let's say we get it up and running. And a lot of people want to do it. We do. Uh, we do, I think the matches should be one on one first off. Yes, I think all the, the matches best should way be the game should be played exactly yeah. all one on one. Probably you know stock lives or whatever stock kills or whatever it is three you know, three kills th- three kills yeah. yeah. Um, and then what we do is we do basically an inaugural tournament to get down to the cha- the winner who has the championship belt. Then we have matches where we're just deciding number one contenderships. Then if it gets big enough, we break it off and we we have different uh di- you know tiers. Di- not even tiers as much as like we actually break it up kind of like you know. NFC, AFC, okay. you have like the, nor- the North. Yeah, you have all these different divisions. All the divisions mm. where you have like you're playing through this whole thing to get to playoffs, where Ooh, the best, the best yeah, come okay. down and play each other. Oh, now, okay. now stick with me. Okay, if we can, if we get that going. That's awesome. That oh. sounds good. You, you're enjoying that yeah, idea. Yeah, that yeah, idea. Yeah. Imagine this though. Then we combined the NFL di- everything, things we like about the NFL. We combine it with World Wrestling Federation kind of oh, stuff, my. where we have tag team titles, oh. where we have an intercontinental championship. Okay. We have all these different belts and championships floating around. All these different honors you could be. Okay, this could be awesome. Yeah, it could be. It's going to be very complicated. Exactly. That's now the problem. here's now here's the thing, and I'm just going to say it. For this to happen, we have to entice the person. I think a little bit because this is going to be. Very complicated. Full-time job, pretty much. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, at least we're going to have to give them games. T-shirts. T-shirts, t-shirts? probably, too, yeah. Okay, t-shirts and games. IG and t-shirts, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and my only question outstanding about this is, when you, when you play, you have to pick a character. Correct? Sure, sure. So, maybe the way to split it into divisions and conferences, as it were, is each conference mm-hmm. has 20 teams, and it will be one of each player. Or one of each character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what okay. I mean? That way there's no crossover. That way there's not two ratchets. I know how you guys are going to go to ratchet because of that super one. I, that level super. That level one super. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, We don't want any of that. No. Someone's got to jump on the grenade and play a Sir Dan in, in, sure. every, in every conference. Sure. So that's my only, my, my only concern. Is I'm, not, I'm not so hung up on there being... Spike versus Spike? A million. Yeah, it comes out I of the championship. I can't be beaten by another Spike. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, see, now it sounds like you're afraid of it. You can't be beaten by another spike. So what do you do? You what eliminate the competition. <laughs> you eliminate the ability. For I don't want anyone to play a spike. So no one, 
no one outs the weaknesses of my own spike, which there are some weaknesses. Weird, I, I think I told you the story over the weekend that I jumped on during one of the online sessions with Superbot there, and I was playing, and I was doing my sweet tooth stuff, and I was destroying. I was doing extremely well. And it was one of those I couldn't tell. Like they all had the you know the PS uh, ABR like mm-hmm. the, in their mm-hmm. titles, so I knew that they were like you know testers at least. And then it was one of those things I can't tell if they were like you know if they were fooling around with me or what they were doing. Like uh, they let me you know because there's always that concern when yeah, you play yeah, developers. They do that, yeah. Because they've been playing forever. They've yeah, been playing forever. Yeah, it's not. It's. I, I think that that's pretty common. But then what happened is I got. I. I you know the, the third match started up and I was sweet tooth and then they all switched to sweet tooth and then they all just came in and decimated me. <laughs> they were just yeah. Sweet tooth's a powerful character. He's he's one of the best. I agree. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need your help. Who yeah, has so, so what, who has yeah. the skill set? We need you to. That's do, what you want to know. You want to know who has the skill. Who set. has who has an idea for how to do this okay. and how to make it manageable and everything else? It would have to be the honor system, of course. Don't be mm-hmm. don't join this and be a dick and then you know drop out and disconnect your thing and try to you know. We're, obviously, we don't have the capacity to do this. It's all for fun. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you think you have an idea of how to do this, if you have a pitch for it, write to beyond at ign.com and tell us how you would do it, what you would need, stuff like that. Don't start. Don't just get going. I don't need 30 leagues popping up and they're all half, right, right, halfway right. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need one unified league. Yeah. And we're going to have to say that if you're into ranked matches, you can't play one-on-one ranked online. So, oh, okay. so they're going to have to be unranked matches, but they're easy to make. You'd have to go through verses and then invite someone. So the person will also have to be on your friends list. Yeah. So it's going to be somewhat complicated but we can we can make it happen if we set up times and sure. rules and stuff like that exactly and you figure you just have one friend slot you can always be dropping if, you, if you're at 100 like we are and it would be easy enough to i mean this even adds more to the, to the problem because the tournament system is is based on seasons which i think is a really good idea yeah um that way like if you jump in six months from now you, you're you, you know you're not getting your clock clean on the leaderboard there's no chance for you i think that's a really nice idea um we could always verify all of the results if the game were ranked but it's not so it will have to be on the honor system completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. There's no one play a spike. Well, that's my I character. That's the way of saying it. We'll, cool. we'll, we'll get into it, though. Uh, Colin? Yeah. We already covered the biggest news. Mm. But let's start the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> What do you got for me? How many, how many items? Seven. Seven items on the Roper Report. Not a lot of news this time of year. Just a lot of games. Yeah. Oh, man, you're telling me. Uh, I am telling you. Just did. Telling the world. Yeah. Number one, Bioware is making another Mass Effect game, but it wants fans' input. Specifically, Casey Hudson, the series executive producer, wants to know if players would prefer a prequel or a sequel. He tweeted the question out to his followers, but there's no definitive answer yet as far as which direction they'll go. Interesting. Um, that is interesting and a little disappointing just because, based on the original ending that I got, there can't possibly be a sequel. Yeah. Unless... You'd be Stargazer. Yeah, maybe. Or you, you, you know, I just don't understand that. I feel like I feel like what was really cool about the Mass Effect trilogy was that it ended. Yeah. And if there was going to be anything, I wrote a story about this a long time ago that it would be cool to do prequels. And there's a lot of great ideas and things to explore. I think the game should be a prequel, and I think it should be about the humans on Earth finding for the first time the Prothean ruins on Mars. That would be fucking awesome. And that maybe like a corporate corporations kind of competing with each other to get there and like what happens the intrigue about it or whatever mm. also finding the mass relay around pluto that they thought was the moon sharon um those two stories i think like the or are really the origin stories of mass Effect, and i think that that kind of stuff would be very cool i see i see you have any ideas no maybe garris's backstory garris's backstory tell me tell me let me just be garris first person shooter garris i would be fine by the way if they didn't do any more mass Effect games because yeah. i think that it's fine the way it is you know sure well, that's why when a prequel will work out in that way, right? I mean, yeah, I just, I just don't know what the hell a sequel could even be. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand how you even make that work. But I didn't see, you know, well, to each his own. Number two. 
Vita Firmware 2.00 is now live yeah. and is a mandatory download. Excuse me. Once acquired, it will open up pl- the PlayStation Vita to coveted PlayStation Plus support, giving you access to cloud-saving features and more, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. including a smorgasbord, of course, of free games. Yep. Good news. Goes live today with the store. Yep. That is very exciting. I'm going to get that Jet Set Radio. Yeah, Jet Set's free. Uh, Wipeout, Golden Abyss. Yep. Which is huge. Mutant Blobs um, Attack. Yep, Mutant Blobs. You knew, you knew that that was going to be one. Obviously. Getting you ready for that Guacamelee. <clears throat> I can't wait for that game. Yeah. Number three. Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault has been delayed, at least on Vita. This is very disappointing. A weird split. Yeah. Uh, not, well, the upcoming crossplay title will still come out on November 27th in North America, as originally planned, on PS3. But the Vita iteration being handled by external developer Tin Giant won't be ready to go until early next year. It sounds like the Vita version is just being dropped. The ball is being dropped, rather, on yeah. the Vita version, which yeah. is disappointing. Full Frontal Assault's really good. It's just weird that it's so late to tell us. It's like next week the game comes out. Yeah, which must not... It's just not ready for prime time, I guess. I, I guess. They, they probably I mean, were trying to crunch and fix it, but there's obviously some sort of big problem with it. It's very, that's very disappointing. Yeah. Because I, that's one game where I was really looking. I, I Again, we talk about ecosystems, and this was a game where I'm like, okay, you can put on both, and I'm okay with that. And I was more excited to play it on Vita, actually. Yeah. But some, art, some, some strategy on the go. I'm sure it'll still be very fun on PS3. That's the only, I never played it on Vita, so that's another thing. We never, I don't think we've ever even seen it on well, Vita. Well, there you go. That's why it's delayed. Number four, Sony has unveiled a new Uncharted game for Vita. Though it's probably not what you're looking for. Uncharted Fight for Fortune is in development by One Loop Games and was designed by the studio behind Uncharted Golden Abyss, Sony Bend. The game, which will cost a mere $5, is a customizable card game and will launch on December 4th in North America. Sony Bend, for what it's worth, says they are working on a much bigger project and recently had job listings indicating that their upcoming project is also on Vita. So, yeah, to be clear, Sony Bend did design this game, but they did not build it. It was... Built by the other one people. loop games or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sony Ben is very clearly working on either Siphon Filter or another Uncharted game. I bet it's another Uncharted. And uh, I bet you it's Siphon Filter. Sorry, I was drinking some coffee. No. That's okay. I, you bet, don't think I, so? I bet no on that. Okay, we should bet a pizza on it. Okay. So wait, no. Oh no. I feel like Siphon Filter's not done, and only and and one studio would do it, and that's Sony Ben. That's their game. Yeah. But I mean, like, they're but I mean, they're still juicing the apple of Uncharted. That's true. And but it's I, one of those things they're hungry to do a do another one. You know what I mean? Like, a Golden Abyss was a good game. It could, was. It could have been a better game. They know that. There's things you learn, especially on a console launch. Mm-hmm. Now you take... The, I mean, it's... You know, imagine if Naughty Dog had stopped with Uncharted 1. Drake's Fortune. That would have been a nightmare. Yeah. We'd, li- we'd live in a... We'd have another... Probably a Jack and Daxter game. Be like, oh my god, shut up, Evan Wells. <laughs> Just stop talking about this freaking Jack and Daxter. Orange Lightning! Uh, number four. Nope, I just read number four. I'm gonna cross that out. Oh, I like you. I'm, I'm glad we're hanging out. Thanks, me too. This is a good one. Number five, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 is not surprisingly a massive commercial hit. <laughs> in its first day on the market, it made over $500 million. It's a lot of money. Modern Warfare 3 in its first 24 hours made $400 million. The trajectory, therefore, is up. Everyone wonders when Call of Duty is going to run out of steam. Yeah. Not yet, nope. clearly. $500 million in a day. That is more money than an entire studio's games make in a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's like if you took Sony Bend, for instance, they probably their games probably haven't collectively made five hundred million dollars in, in revenue. That's insane. Yeah. Number six, the PlayStation three as of November 4th has shipped 70 million units worldwide, bringing it within complete parity with the Xbox 360's last reported sold numbers of 70 million. It's worth noting that PS3 came out a year after Xbox 360. Now. I made this prediction, I think, three years in a row, but I was right. <laughs> it but, finally happened. But I was right this year. PS3 is outselling Xbox 360. Yeah. And if you take 
And I've always said, I mean, the math's not that complicated. Some people get mad about it for some reason. But if you take the year head start that Xbox had off, PlayStation 3 is, being, is beating Xbox by about 12 million units. Um, so, yeah, I think PS3 is clearly going to finish second. Now, why does this matter, Greg? Why? Well, I don't know. It matters. I think it matters in a very real way. And I came to me, I was talking to Mike Mitchell this weekend about Mike Xbox 360 and Mitchell. PS3. And we were saying, you know, again, ecosystems. Yeah. It's never been more important ever in gaming history to have been on a console and have that ecosystem and that friends list and those achievements right. and all that stuff. The more people that get in on PS3, the more likely they will pl- buy PS4 because everything will carry over. Clearly, the, it will be backwards compatible. Clearly, they'll have access to all the PSN games. It matters more than ever. And for, for the future of Sony and the future of Microsoft. Sure. I think it's one of those things, though, that how many people are buying it just because it's getting cheaper finally. And they're like, oh, well, I, I, you know, I want to play chart. I want to do this. That they still don't give it. They don't give a flying fuck about their not friends list. Not yet. I mean, we didn't care really about the ecosystem until trophies came on. Sure. Now, what if you just hooked five percent of the people that are buying it just because it's cheap? Mm-hmm. Then that's a person that will buy a PS4 because they bought a PS3. Now, I think. But will they is, buy it at launch, or are they going to wait till it gets cheap again? Well, it depends, right? Yeah. I, I still say PS4 comes out massively ch- much cheaper than anyone thinks that it's going to be. I really believe that. I really think that PS4. 300 bucks. It'll be like uh, the Vita. They'll announce the cheap price, and then it'll be like, oh, but by the way, if you want some memory in it. Yeah, if you want a hard drive and a CPU. Um, <laughs> no CPU. I, I think that, like, I was talking Mike, again, I was talking to Mike Mitchell about this, and I, I think that, I really think that Sony is going to eat it the next time. I think that what it's going to be all about now is getting these things into people's houses and like that is what's going to matter because i I was telling him like i picture the future like the orbis of of being one-fifth a game console and that's it and then everything else it does is what's going to matter it's going to be a cable box it'll be a dvr it'll probably have a terabyte of memory you know it'll it'll like do all this crazy shit and you can play games on it you know and so like getting it into people's houses and be like oh you want to use voodoo you want to download games off the playstation or you want to download these movies you want to use amazon like that's like what we see now on ps3 and xbox that's what's really going to matter but it's the ubiquity of the systems between generations that will matter and it's never mattered before yeah yeah there's never been that carryover no except for maybe like backwards compatibility with ps1 and ps2 or gamecube and wii like but that's like doesn't really matter yeah that never like your profile it's not your friends it's not everything else so like that was the big thing with the 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 Wii U, like it, having these online identities, right? The the Wii U comes out this weekend. You and I don't buy it. No, no games. I think we're the only ones in the office that didn't buy one. No, I'm, Ryan McCaffrey's with us. Oh, he's, okay. he's holding strong. A lot of people broke down. A lot of people talked a good talk. Yeah, they did down. talk a good talk. That's true. Yeah. Uh, however, though, when this all happened, you, the, you know, that Sunday morning, I was answering zombie U review questions. Then I I was like, oh yeah. So I texted Rich George and had him secure a game over Greggy. So that some random person didn't go out and mm. get it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure that I had it. Now, of course, it's locked to Rich's system. Nintendo says one day I'll be able to move it. Oh, good. But I want to make sure that it was the fuck? In, somebody, in safe that's, hands. That's a whole other thing about what's going on with the Wii U. I don't get it. I just... What I part of it? Because, I mean, Nintendo doesn't get it either, obviously. I don't know, man. I just feel like it's not next-gen. You know? Sure. When the Dreamcast came out, that was next-gen. You know, yeah. Everyone is kind of comparing this to the Dreamcast in the sense that it's out early, or even the Xbox 360. Like that was decidedly next gen. There was no more clear example of a next gen system than something that goes online. Yeah. Um, ubiquitously. I mean, Dreamcast went online, obviously, obviously, and PS2 went online, and GameCube. But you know, with their with their you know, just to be clear, GameCube and PS2 you had to buy a little. Thing yeah, so. yeah, the adapters. Um, there was nothing little about the adapter for the PS2. No, <laughs> I, I told you I bought it with like SoCom and Madden, and then I just brought it back. Me and, um, and Poe bought that, and we couldn't figure out the hell what we're doing. We couldn't play shit. Yeah, you gotta, like, screw it in, and it's yeah. really weird. Um, I just don't understand what this thing is, I guess, at the end of the day. Like, I don't... I was watching you play Zombie U, mm-hmm. 
you know, and it's fine, I guess. It looks like Dead Island, maybe not as fun as yeah. Dead Island. Um, but the games look like they're five years old. Like, seriously, I'm not trying to be a dick. Like, Zombie U looks like it could have came out in 2007 on the Mario Xbox. looks good. Mario looks Yeah, Mario looks nice. It's an HD. Yeah. I just don't... I just feel like this is a, an example. This is going to be the example of, regardless of how it does, good or bad, of Xbox and PS, the next PlayStation, the next Xbox, making this thing look like a toy. Of course. Like, because it's just going... Like, everyone's like, well, the Wii was underpowered and stuff like that, but it really... You know, it wasn't that underpowered. I feel like there's going to be a, a drastic difference between what these two oh, totally. these systems can do. And I think that that's going to make Nintendo look backwards because this thing doesn't even have an Ethernet port. Yeah, I that's remember, ridiculous. I remember, I remember when we got one and I was looking at it and I'm like, there's no Ethernet port on this. There's no Ethernet port on this system. You can buy it, though. You can buy a, an adapter. That's ridiculous. I know. It's a way to get you. You know? Get, get the price down and get you. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. And... You know, I love Nintendo, and I was excited about every Nintendo console launch, every one of them. Since, you know, I had an NES when I was a kid, but Super Nintendo, all about it. N64, crazy about it. GameCube, fucking loved the GameCube, you know? Yeah. The Wii, I was excited about. I couldn't get my hands on one by the time I fought. And you always talk about it. I was a late... I, I held on to Wii for a long time, trying to pretend like this thing was yeah. good. You come in telling stories about some damn virtual console game you were playing last yeah, night. Yeah, and it's like, and it's just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. And I was like, and too bad, I was playing Calling All Cards, motherfucker. <laughs> playing Super Rub a Dub. <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm, I want to get it, but I, I want to get it both in my mind and I want to own the system one day, but I'm not paying $300 for this thing. And no way in hell am I paying that much for that system. Because of games too right yeah games and tech i mean the, the touchpad's cool it's it's single touch you yeah. know like what what it, it, this thing has no ethernet port it has like still an incoherent online system that you have to download updates wirelessly yeah anyone who uses the ps3 wireless knows how bad it is you can only imagine what it's like on the wii u i i just and i think that i think that that's this is kind of playing out I don't think that this system's – I think the system will sell really well immediately. But I'm, what I'm really interested in seeing is how it does six months from now because I just don't think anyone cares like outside of the gaming sphere. And I don't think anyone even knows. Yeah, I think yeah. it was a mistake to call it the Wii U. Wii 2 would have been better. Yeah. Make it like it's something that's different. You know, Clear to the consumer, the, the general consumer who's bought this – bought the Wii. Exactly. But there's something different here. And it's just rife with ports of games we played last year. Yeah, that, that's the most, I think, distressing thing about their launch, yeah. So I don't I don't know I, I people seem pleased with it which I'm happy about some people some people are like I don't know, you know yeah, yeah. I'm talking about their buyers remorse before they even bought it and stuff like that I'm like oh, well you probably shouldn't have bought it then but yeah I don't know what do you think I'm not sold on it I mean that was the whole thing like I you know I, coming into it there was two games I was interested in Zombie U and Mario and so Zombie U I reviewed and then I got to play a bit of Mario at home when I was doing Zombie U and, and Mario is good it's just in like when we uh, you know Rich gave a presentation here to show everybody what was happening with Mario and he showed the challenges and all that stuff and I was like oh that's really cool like that's really that's a really cool idea as mm-hmm. far as those different things but that that isn't you know it's one of those things I looking at that game I look over at my shelf and I have new Super Mario Wii on there that I never, I've never I've played like two yeah that was before. the last Wii game I bought exactly and it's like I don't need to go out and buy 350 for spend 350 on this and I like the idea like it's one of those things where they have a lot of great ideas that I want I can't wait to see them capitalize on you know the uh uh, ability to play on the gamepad with the TV off. You know what I mean? Like, that's a really cool idea for, like, when, you know, if you wanted to come in and watch, you know, a Jets game or whatever, Christine was watching something, I could keep playing a game. It's, like, awesome. But what if I did that right now, what game would I be playing on that? I can't play Halo 4 on it, and that's what I want to play. I can't play Assassin's Creed. Well, I can. I'm not restarting Assassin's Creed on the Wii U. Oh, God, you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. I mean, what distresses me the most is that it's just a Nintendo launch, and I don't care. 
Yeah. You know? Like, that's that's just weird. Yeah, we were talking about this on Sunday, right? That, like, I was doing all those Zombie U comments and stuff, and I we, we had both been like, oh, yeah, you know, nothing about the system. But then you, I saw people breaking down online, like Mitch and Anthony trying to buy it after they said they wouldn't. I was like, maybe I should go buy one. I'm going to buy it eventually. And I was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I will wait for a game. I will wait for a Mario Golf or a Mario Kart or Smash Brothers or something that – Yeah, there's some, there, there uh, are things that can get me, library. There are things that Or the next great, I, great new IP. That's the other thing, sure. too. I mean, I, I think that there's – there are games that can make me buy it. Sure. There are games that can make me buy it immediately. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't buy my own PS3 until it was $300. Exactly. Because, because I'm, I'm a believer of, like, I have a price in my head, and this is what I'm going to spend on it. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was so pleased with the Vita, because I'm like, that's totally affordable. Exactly. I'm, I'm totally down no, with you're, that. You're nailing all these things. Yeah. yeah, but, like, when PS3 was $400, $500, six, I was like, nope. Like, I ref- I love PlayStation. There's no way I'm, pa- I'm spending that much money yeah. on that system. So, honestly, like, Wii U strikes me as something I'd buy for... Maybe 150. I mean, oh, wow. like, I, like I, I, it's nowhere near. I'm nowhere near buying that thing unless there's a compelling series of games that come out. But at 150 with no games, I'll go buy it because I'm, I, you know, I like to have consoles. Yeah. But um, that was the big thing is just like I don't see anything on the horizon right now from what they've announced that I need to worry about. Like, we'll see what happens out of. I mean, maybe at like Spike VGAs, they'll show something that'll be like, oh wow, okay, yeah, or, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I just you know. What's interesting too, and I'm not a tech guy, and I don't really care about technical fidelity. The gameplay is what's most important, and we know Nintendo. Nails gameplay. Yeah, they know, how to make yeah, they know. We know that. But at the same time, like you know, they were very guarded about what was inside the system. And now that it's being torn down online and stuff like that, you realize that the systems and innards are not good yeah. either. Like that. Like and and, and other developers are talking. See, this is the thing that really is, is interesting to me is that a lot of developers come out on the record and say that the thing's great, or they come all out off the record and say it's not. And that tells you everything you really need to know. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that guys don't want to ruin their relationships with Nintendo, or whatever. But they're telling you how it is and. It's clear that this thing's not going to be able to handle next-gen games. So, Well, yeah, when you start pushing the envelope, right, right. of what Assassin's Creed 4 is going to look like or whatever. Yeah, or Uncharted what, or Halo. Well, well I'm ta- yeah, I'm talking about cross-platform games, right? right. right? The, that's what you have to think about. Is like when you t- think about uh, Orbis, when you think about 720, is that those games are going to be able to be cross-platform. There'll be, able, there'll be parity there to do it, and immediately there won't be for the Wii U. You know what I mean? You're going to get into those things we, we saw so much with the Wii of just like... Of Call of Duty ports. Yeah, here's yeah. this port that just drops off and doesn't do anything. Yeah, I'm, you know, I don't want... I want Nintendo to do well because Nintendo is really important to the ecosystem. Yeah. I've used that word like seven times. In this yeah, yeah. Um, they're really important. They, they, they're pioneers and, and they need to do really well. I think for everyone to kind of do well, but at the same time, I'm not convinced that like we use going to be a success. I really feel like we use going to be like GameCube. And if that's the case, then Nintendo's in trouble, you know, because not financially, but they really have to ask themselves questions of, do we want to make any more consoles? Or is it time where we start putting these games on other things? Yeah. And we've always talked about, what if they just took all the Virtual Console NES games and put them on iOS for a dollar each? Yeah. Holy shit, how much money they'd make. You know? And that's the kind of questions they got to start asking themselves. But Nintendo likes to control stuff, and I feel like Wii U won't be the last console from them. It won't? No. Okay. And I feel like that if Wii U doesn't do well, that there'll be a quick turnaround and they'll come out with something early again. Mm-hmm. You know? so, um, so we'll see what happens. And of course, there's 3DS, which is killing. So that's another thing that will give them money. Um, but yeah, I know it's the PlayStation podcast, but it feels like pertinent since this is the first console launch we've you've ever even experienced here as yeah. a console. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just not sold, and and it seems like people's reports also online on Twitter, our own friends that have gone very underwhelming stuff, no lines or yeah. very short lines, systems just sitting in the store. That is not a Nintendo launch. You know, that yeah. is not a Nintendo launch. I have I haven't heard reports. Are they still in stores now? You I don't know. Around? I don't know. Sunday for sure they were. Yeah, you which just is walk crazy. Off. That's crazy. Yeah. I like I t- I tell the story all the time. I couldn't get a Wii until August of 2007. I didn't see one anywhere. That that there's a stark difference. I'm confident that if I went to to the to the mall 
not this weekend because it's Black Friday, but next weekend, I would get a Wii U, no problem. Yeah, yeah. And that's just crazy because there was no, there's no fucking prayer of that happening with the Wii. Oh yeah. Um, but Nintendo's also the master of artificial demand, so we'll see what happens. Number seven. Number seven. Robert Lucky Robert. number seven. Capcom has promised new Mega Man games on both consoles and handhelds. Oh. The series, which went through last-minute cancellations of much-anticipated games and then went into hibernation, still lives, according to Christian Svensson, Capcom USA's senior vice president. Quote, I can say with certainty that you've not seen the last of the Blue Bomber on consoles and handhelds, and with luck, we'll be celebrating his 50th anniversary, including all of the games you're going to enjoy over the next 25 years. So that's good news. Yeah. It's very exciting. I'm sure you're happy about it. Yeah. When are you getting your Mega Man tattoo? Oh, so I, I think about it a lot. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. Yeah, I need to find... I don't... I, tattoos are tough because I had a guy I, tr- I really trusted. And you have to find a guy you trust and know. You know, I don't want... You don't want someone... Have Mike do it. I can have Mike do it. Sure. With a with a needle and a, and a hammer. <laughs> you know, dips it in ink. That's it. That's no, the Roper Report. That was a good Roper Report. It was. It was nice and curt. Talkative. Talkative. Mm. Lots of talking going on. I'm going to sit up. Okay. I feel like I'm getting, getting too... Getting too relaxed. Mm. Getting too fireside chatty. Ah, uh, Colin. Yes. That we use out in stores. Yes. If I wanted to go look at it and then look to the right or left to see other games, mm. where could I go to find out where games are at? That was rough. That was a good you one. You official upcoming uh, list of upcoming, well, official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. There are, by my count, 20 new games this week. Say what? 20 new games. At retail, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Heard of that game. It's good. Hitman Absolution. Heard of that game. It's amazing. Disney Epic Mickey 2. Really? Is it amazing? That's what. Yeah, we have it in nine. Oh, I didn't even see it. Disney Epic Mickey 2, The Power of Two. I don't know how that came out. <laughs> Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Bad title, but an 8-5. Great. Cart rate, sir. I'm going to try that soon. Rise of the Guardians. That's the, the, the Owl game? Yeah, maybe. Okay. History's Legends of War Patton. Patton. You going to buy this one? It kind of sounds cool. It's a turn-based strategy. <laughs> and Family Guy Back to the Multiverse. Family Guy Back to the Multiverse. I have that on my desk right now. I've played it at preview events. I'm holding out hope that it will be a fun game. I don't expect it to be an amazing game. Graphics aren't that great. As far as like, they, they you know how, you've seen the cartoon show. It's, you know, it's 2D. I have seen the cartoon show. Yeah. And this, then they try to do the 3D stuff and it kind of looks weird, especially the cutscenes. They didn't animate them. They, you know, went through and made them look like they're in the game universe. So it's weird. But... Colin, mm. as we were looking at beforehand, mm. looks to be an attainable platinum trophy. Yeah, that's exciting. That's, you, that's, a, that's all that matters. There's a bunch of dumb multiplayer trophies, but all the multiplayer is local. So you can just put four controllers in and go do whatever you have to do with whatever you need to do. Speaking of platinum trophies, Greg, yeah. it has been verified that I am the first person in the world to get the PlayStation All-Stars Pla- Battle Royale Platinum Trophy. Thank Congratulations. You. I appreciate it. Congratulations. Everyone at home, at home is clapping, too. Uh, in terms of these retail games... How was that? You want to tell the kids at home? Now you can talk about it. How was, that, how was, the, how was it to get the Platinum Trophy? It's easy. Yeah? yeah you just got to put time in. Yeah. That's all. Okay. It's, there's nothing there that's going to be like, well, I don't know if I can do this. It's, it's very easy. Um, out of these games, All-Stars, Hitman... Disney Epic Mickey 2 and Family Guy are all on PSN as well. Okay. Um, with Vita, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. I heard of that game. It's great. Persona 4 Golden. I've heard of that game. It's amazing. Very excited. About I haven't it. put my review up. I've had it for like a month and I still haven't played it. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, Jet Set Radio finally comes out. That'll be Ooh. free for PlayStation Plus. And Cinemora finally comes out as well on Vita. I vaguely remember that one. It's a shoot em, or It's mm. a shmup. A shmup. They call him. Damon Hadfield's excited for it. I played it on Vita at E3, and we have not heard anything of it since. Mm-hmm. Um, on PlayStation Network for PS3, Kingdom of Amal or Reckoning will be available to download. Tom a great Clan- game. Yeah, it is. Tom Clancy's N-War. Uh, Cinemora for PS- PS3 as well. F1 Race Stars. Clan of Champions. 
Doom Classic Collection. I assume that's Doom 1 and 2. Sure. Uh, and uh, The Walking Dead Episode 5, No Time Left. I'm very excited now that they're all out. Amazing. I'm going to play them. Yeah, what are you going to do this weekend? Yep, probably oh. tomorrow. Okay. And then... Oh, they're uh, in the half day. Yeah, half day. So I'll get, we'll get home two or three, and then I'll just play right through it. Uh, on PSP, Elmenage Original, which is an old school RPG that looks really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then let's see for minis, Jetpack Joyride. Okay, which you can play on iOS for a dollar or Android for free. I think is four dollars on PlayStation. Oh right. no, son! Um, and as far as demos are concerned, Devil May Cry DMC Ninja Theories DMC has a demo, and Cinemore. Starring Tears. right? And Cinemore has a uh, demo. That's it. That's a chunky one. It's a lot of stuff. A lot there. of stuff in there. What do you want to do for pick of the week? Uh, I'm sure Persona is probably better than All-Stars um, but I'm going to say PlayStation All-Stars because I haven't played Persona yet Okay, I love PlayStation All-Stars I'll let you know that mm. um, it depends on your mood I suppose on what you want to do obviously if you want like a 100 hour JRPG there's Persona if you want to go beat the shit out of Sweet Tooth there's PlayStation How are the trophies in Persona? Not good. They're not bad mm. but I mean it's another one where you just got to play and commit but this game is epic you know, it's like a sixty-hour play. Can you miss for... them? I don't. I don't want to say. I mean, there's some stuff, yeah, that you could. You'd have to go back and do. But I mean, like, I think they're all like for the open quests. Mm. I, it's one of the, honestly, it's one of those ones I really haven't investigated all that much, just because it's like I'll never have time to get everything in this game to actually worry about. I've it. always wanted a JRPG platinum trophy. Yeah, they're hard, man. Yeah, those games like the Tales games. I mean, those games don't mess around. Platinum Star Ocean trophy support. <clears throat> That's it. Okay. So, let's talk about some more PlayStation All-Star stuff, what do you say? Oh, okay. A lot of kids have a lot of questions for you. Colin Moriarty. <laughs> Trevor Watts writes into Beyond at IGN.com, just like you can. He says, hey guys, Beyond. Beyond. This question is for Colin concerning his PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. And it just cuts off. Is it hard to give an objective review on a game that you've been able to play for the past six months or so? Are there some things that were really shiny and new when you first saw them, but as time went on, they sort of lost their luster? Thanks. No. It wasn't hard at all. Uh, I think that we have to look at it two ways, Greg. Okay. I think that because we have been, we've had pretty pretty good access to the game for a while, that we've seen it evolve and we've gotten used to it and have really understood it really really well. We understand the game. At first, I know, especially you were very concerned about the game. Well, just the super thing, yeah. And that's yeah. hard to wrap your head around, like when we knew nothing about it. And I think it was a daring gambit on their part, and it worked. Um, but at the same time, it gave me a familiarity with the game that I think that, frankly, few reviewers had because they a lot of people maybe didn't have access to the game like that or didn't play it as much. And some of the guys maybe didn't even get to play it at events. So they played it for the first time right before a review and they haven't had time to marinate on it. You know, I am like really pleased with that review because I think it's very in-depth. I think that I understand the game very well. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those situations where, you know, I think that that kind of access gave us time to breathe and think about it. Um, and that frankly, the more we played it, the more we liked it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's not always like that with a lot of games. In sure. fact, a lot of games great on you. I can't imagine this game ever getting boring. I mean, that's significant. So I think it actually goes in the opposite direction. Yeah. All stars is an interesting one. Like we talked about in the last stream. Yeah. The more I play all stars, the more I want to play all stars. It's like, the, you know, it's just, it, it, I'm eating and eating and eating, but only getting hungrier and hungrier, which is, it would be bad for me. Yeah. Cause I'm already big enough. Well, you're something. Jesse writes into beyond at IGN.com says, I am loving PlayStation All-Stars so far, but Colin's review confuses me. He said it has tons of unlockables, hundreds of hours of content, deep gameplay, beautiful graphics, and good multiplayer. The review sounds like a 9+. plus. 
Your only complaint were two calls and a lackluster story. Well, it's a fighting game, so the story shouldn't be a huge factor. I'm just confused at how it ends up at an 8, which is still pretty good when you described it as a 9, I think, in the review. Jesse? Um, yeah, I mean, so uh, some people have trouble with this, and, and you know, this is this makes the assumption that games started at a 10, and yes. they don't. Yes. Um, the way I explained it, when I was, you know, we do our thing with, you know, with games now where we all talk, you know, we talk to the executive editors and stuff and kind of make our case for why a game gets a good score. When I was talking to... Or any score, really. And when I was talking to Casey and Steve about it, I said that everyone approaches their scoring in different ways. I've, I know a person that says a game starts at a 5, and then it adds or subtracts. I know people that think games start at a 10, and then you knock points off. I know people that think games start at a 0, and then you add points to it. For me, I always visualize the score and feel it in my gut. And mm-hmm. I just know where it belongs. Um, and I explained to them of like you know you have like almost a hopscotch court or whatever and you just throw a, and you know where it's supposed to land and it lands on eight because that's where it belongs you know yeah and it doesn't mean that the game is subtracted or, or added to in any way um, and that there's no right or wrong way to, to kind of approach scoring but to me a game is what it is it doesn't you're not like working with a number in which you subtract or add to yeah um, and with that said All Stars isn't a perfect game because if those were the only problems and we were working from a ten then you're right the game's like a nine nine point five but that's not the case you know. Um, I think the game is, you know, we want to explore the scale, and an 8 is a great score. Mm-hmm. If you Literally. see an 8, you should probably buy it, you know, especially if you're a PlayStation fan. That's what I say in the review. The text plays it out, I think. I'm sorry that it was a little confusing for you, but those weren't the only problems in the game, by the sure. way. I, br- I bring up um, some balancing issues. Kratos is still clearly the strongest character in the game, and Ratchet's, and level, Ratchet's one. level 1 is insane. Like, I, 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 you know, that's what I'm saying. I know people are going to gravitate towards Ratchet until they fix him. Yeah. Because that that special it was even by the way in early builds of the game that we had worse than that, like where it was like out of control. Where I, I told people I, I think I had a high score of twenty eight in a three minute match. That's insane. Yeah, if you if you guys know all star scoring, um, that's fourteen kills by the way in three minutes, which is and no dying. Um, <laughs> so yes, um, I, I think that we have to look at you know games as a package and then score it appropriately. I think you agree. I think you totally. No, I think you nailed it. I think that, you know that was one of the things about All Stars is that it totally is one of those games that when we talk about it all the time, when you're playing it, it's great and it's awesome and it's silky smooth and it looks so good. And then when you get out to a menu or whatever, like the way I always describe it, like for this game in particular, right? Is I think it is an eight. I think it. it I think it's a great game. I think it's got plenty to improve on. An eight leaves a lot of room. So you to sit improve. with the score with me because we don't agree on a lot. Some scores and you, you agree. It's, with it's rare. Usually, and usually it's just that Dead Nation that you want to give me shit for. And that's usually <laughs> the biggest one or Naughty Bear. Those are the two. That you, those are the two that come up in conversation. But no, I agree with you. I totally agree with you on All Stars. And for me, what it is is when you step. I, it's one of those games or when you play other games. Oh, there it is. Somebody, they wrote in the other, there's been a conversation going about my new, my new overused f- f- phrase. And I just said it, but I already what forgot is it? it. I think it's a, it's one of those things. Oh, okay. It's one of those things, I think, is, is what the new one is. I'll I try to stop. I, I hadn't either. It's one of those funny, there it there, is, see? It's there, one of those oh. things I don't notice until they point it out. Now I'll never be able to stop. <sighs> All Stars is one of those games. When I step back out of the matches and stuff, and you're into the menus, and you're trying to figure out what your titles are, and it's just a list of titles, and it's all this great content that I'm glad is there and I want to unlock, but it's presented in a really awkward fashion. I feel like all the menus are very, not low budget, but they're not AAA. They're not, it's not a AAA presentation for a game, and I think that's one of the things that, to me, stands out to say, game's great. Literally great. And it's one of those things. This is where they are going to grow on. There it is. I do say it a lot. Just let it go. I know. But it's one of those things where they need to grow on it and do all these things with it. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I think Marinate on it if you want. I mean, people are eager to compare this game to Smash Brothers for obvious reasons. So let's compare it to Smash Brothers. The 
menus in Smash Brothers are awesome. They show you what you're unlocking. They bring you to places that you need to go. They're very seamless. Yeah. And moreover, the single player presentation of Subspace Emissary and Brawl is fucking awesome. You yeah. know, that is a really awesome mode that was thoughtful and, and they put time into it. And you can tell that, you know, if Superbot had to go in one direction or the other, they went into the direction wisely of focusing on the mechanics, which is why it's a deeper game than Smash Brothers. I'll just say it. And I said it in the review and I'll say it again because some people are you know mad about it. But that's the way I feel. It's a deeper I think and this more is a, comp- I think this is a more – this is a fighting game like that's way more skewed towards Street Fighter. Whereas, you know, I think Smash Brothers is a game that's skewed towards – Smash Brothers, where it's a game you can jump in and play and have fun, and anybody can jump in and yeah, and feel there's like a level doing... of, and there's a level of depth. There. There's no one's saying there's yeah exactly. That's no what people saying... are confusing. I think. Okay, yeah. I think I think I think I think we should all be able to say that at a base level, Smash Brothers is more simple. Yes, oh, there's yeah. str- tons of strategy in Smash once you get down and you know your character and you know this. But in the same breath, I think anybody's boyfriend or girlfriend who doesn't know games can jump in and play Smash and feel like they're doing things. Yeah, and I, and I will oh, say, what's, what, how do I make Link spin around? All right, I'm I'm competitive now. But I will say that you know you get you go under the hood and you get deep equally deep with both games. All Stars is deeper there too. Mm-hmm. So it's and I and I I 100 believe that. But people think that that's a disparaging comment, and I don't think that it's that at all. I think that with this kind of game, you might want to go any other direction. But I'm pleased that they kind of straddle the fence here. But now we'll see what happens if they do a sequel. What they have to go in another direction. They have to go in one direction or the other. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they'll see by getting feedback on the game. Okay. Uh, Pat writes in. Pat says beyond. Beyond. I just got done reading Colin's excellent All Stars review, and the score surprised me. Based on the way IGN has reviewed games in the past, the review read like a nine. I was pleasantly surprised to see the scores actually seem to reflect what the game is. Great. Not a pat masterpiece. Not flawless, but great. Do you guys think we are finally reaching the age where scores of 7 and 8s will be acceptable in the industry? I hate the fact that it takes 9s and 10s to be considered universally acclaimed for games, when films and music are highly regarded if they average 7 or 8. Just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts. I look forward to beating you up online tonight. Um, Thanks, Pat. No, I don't think we're even remotely close to that, Pat. We're still very much in the age of... You know, if it's if it's not a nine, it's it's a failure. But like I said, we we it's really important for us to explore the scale. That's why know? we have the scale. That's why there's all these different adjectives, so that you can sit down and say this is okay, this is good, this is mediocre, this is great. Yeah, and, and I and someone it's interesting. Someone in the comments said like, aren't you you know now people are going to cancel their pre-orders and stuff because this game got an eight. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, that's like, not our job. We that's not we that's not we something. Sit here I, and yeah, about that. that's not something I care about. Like I said, the game's great, and I told you to buy it. Like if you if people don't want to read the text and understand the scale, then that's their own issue. You yeah, know? There's only so much we can do. You can exactly. lead the horse to water, but we can't force you to read it. If you don't, if you don't, that's, that's what drives me crazy is when you're answering, when we'll be answering comments in a review comment field and they're asking questions that I've answered in the review. It's like, you're taking this much time to write the question and read my responses, but you're not reading the review up there where I say, you know, exactly what you're asking. Yeah. I was answering people's questions for a while that were in the review, but then I started saying like, it's in the review. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta draw a line somewhere. Yeah. Jeremy McBride writes into beyond at IGN.com. Loved the PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale review. I'll definitely be getting my hands on it ASAP. On the left-hand side, though, it says to try these games if you liked, and it's got Smash Brothers and MVC2, both understandable. How, though, does sound shapes fit into the equation? I'm sure the comparisons must go deeper than cross-buy, cross-save. Thanks in advance. Love the show, guy. No, they really don't go any deeper than that. I wanted to... Use an example of a game if you liked this experience. Because uh, let's put it this way: we have the experience where this is a Smash Brothers type game, right? Yeah. So if you like Smash Brothers, you're gonna like it. This is also a crossover fighting game. So if you like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, you're probably gonna like it, and you're probably gonna like it if you liked an ex- a great experience that was both on PS3 and Vita that seamlessly interacted with each other. And in that sense, you know, we talked about it beforehand, yeah. and I, that makes perfect sense to me. 
No, totally. I mean, yeah. the, the little if, if you're not aware of the new IGN layout for reviews or whatever, when you go to IGN.com, you read a review over on the side. We get to choose games that, you know, play this instead of this game. You know, play this instead of this. If you like this, play this, blah, blah, blah. So it's one of those things. It's just a way to bring little things like that to your attention. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought it worked. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was... I don't want to say clever, but I thought it was apt as opposed to being like, well, if you like this next fighting game, that's a crossover. Or another sh- I could have put Smash Brothers on 64 or something in there, but <laughs> I thought that would be more instructive. All right. Mirage writes in. Mirage says, Beyond. Beyond. I'm Mirage Hauk, I guess, from Florida. Here's the question for the review of PBR. For everyone, have you come to a conclusion on what your main character will be using from now on? Hugs and kisses to you all later. Are you Spike? Yeah, you I'm, I'm, I'm Spike, yeah. What do you like about Spike? Um... I think Spike's powerful now. Spike has positives and negatives, and I don't think he's going to be for everybody. And by the way, we have video. I did 20 videos, one They're for each awesome. character. Thank you. On the, uh, on the site, so you can kind of see which character is good for you. Um, every, every character, with the exception of the Coles, are, are pretty radically different from each other. Um, like Coles, like the clothing shop? Right. Okay. Um, like good Cole and bad Cole share two buttons together, and it's a, really the third button that's different. Um, like they're fire or ice attacks, basically. Yeah. Um, or electric. You know, they both have electric attacks. They both use the amp. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Spike's interesting because he's really strong, like unusually strong. But the thing about Spike is that he's also a little bit slow. And if you you can charge his attacks or use them standard. And one of my favorite things to do, as you know, because we've played so much together, is juggling the shit out of people with Spike. Like getting them in the air, twirling his his stun rods or whatever, and then booting them across the screen. Or whatever. You can build up like half a meter by doing that successfully. Yeah. Plus, he has all of these great tools. He can summon apes into battle although you have to charge it so it's a hard attack to use and uh he has like a shock beam and a banana boomerang and all these things he can use but you know my favorite move greg of course is is the teleport yeah you like to teleport teleport into your level one yeah Yeah. it's like my favorite move i'm like so proud of it i'm giving away my secrets yeah well they'll never be able to master it like you have uh but yeah i worked like i worked hard on trying to you know spike i think it's up in circle he can teleport and if you quickly jam on the right or the left on the analog stick, he'll go in that direction so if you can time it and space it properly, you can teleport right on top of someone and use your super on them. Yeah. And, and that is awesome. Like, it's awesome. You just spring on people and they get so mad. <laughs> the thing about Spike that's bad is that he doesn't have a level three that's really useful. He can only kill three people max. Now, some level threes can kill nine people if you're really good and yeah. quick with, like, Kratos. Um, and there are level twos, like Parappa's level two, that you can kill six people if you're really quick. Um, he can only kill... He can kill three people with this level one and three people with this level two, and that's it. And three people with this level three. So it's about hitting with Spike. And I think that's going to turn some people off. Mm-hmm. But I like that character. I drew, I was drawn to him immediately because I was like, how does Spike play? Like, I, you know, you kind of have an idea of like how, you know, Drake's going to use guns and, you know, Sackboy's going to use his, you know, pop it and stuff Whatever like that. Whatever the hell he uses. Got the sack boy. Um, but I was interested in Spike and I was like, I like this character. Yeah. So um, that's my guy. And I know you have a different answer. I'm Sweet Tooth, of course. Through and through. Uh, I, I fooled around. I jumped around. You know, I, I wandered trying to find somebody who I could connect with and do. And for some reason, Sweet Tooth just clicked. Uh, I think that uh, coming from Smash, I was a big Link fan. So the first thing I, that drew me to Sweet Tooth was the fact that he has that flamey chainsaw spin. Like, you know, how Link has his twirl with the sword to get, you know, kind of give him some space. Sweet Tooth has a similar one that's the chainsaw. And it actually isn't all that similar because Link's is pr- pretty much unstoppable. You know what I mean? Once you start that, everybody's screwed. Whereas I fit fine whenever I go into the chainsaw move. A lot of the times, if I'm not timing it right, I'm just going to get knocked out of it right away. But it was what drew me to him originally. Uh, he's fast. He's faster than I, you think he should be, I think. You're always complaining that he's so fast that he can get away. I can, t- I can get away from your... What's your, uh, famous, what's your famous move, though? My, fav- my famous move is the old mind drop. Oh, it, God, he, so annoying. 
annoying. It's so good. Like, it's you, so can, you get the one. You, basically, what I do is I jump into the air and then drop the mine. And what I love to do is like have you know when I'm, I'm wailing on somebody else on the corner, and then I can come in and like kind of interrupt another group's battle. Just jump up and throw down a mine. Plus, it's one of those things that since. You drop the mine and you're not vulnerable to it. Obviously, you're you're you're, you're invulnerable to the attack. So I drop the mine and can kind of stand on it and bait people to come at me. And then they come at me and I can step back. They can hit the mine. Then I can get into hitting them with whatever I want. But like, there's something about Sweet Tooth that just works for me as far as his. Do- I think he's fast. The dodge roll works really. He's got a really powerful level one that you can get quickly. That's the big thing for me. I don't. I never use his level two. His level two sucks. I think the, the, the missile. Yeah, the missile you guide around it sucks. I don't even try to use it. And then only in a pinch do I ever u- try to use level three. And that's if I'm not paying attention. I've somehow built up close to it. And even then, I, I it's one of those things I don't use at all. So I'm really when I do do it, I'm you tr- when I tried to do it for the trophy the other day online when we were gaming the system. Like I almost screwed <laughs> it up because I just couldn't aim the arm rider doing this but his level one's so good uh you know he basically gets right up on top of you puts dynamite on your back and kicks you away and basically when he kicks you away there's a chance for a ricochet shot to get somebody else which is one of the best feelings in the world when you can do that yeah you can do it by the way i saw the super bot guys did it to me kill everyone on screen with that move um it's hard to do they did it twice in one one match though were they i mean were they just timing it or was it luck i assume that because i've, I've it. done it where i've gotten two people with it yeah yeah i assume he was timing it but okay they yeah. like they were screaming like in the microphones like that it happened like again or whatever yeah, like, yeah jesus there there were times where i've had it clear clear the screen but it's only been once like it's such a good feeling he, i really really dig him as a character okay what do i got here oh here we go jared writes into beyond com. since it's across buy game do the trophies on the ps3 version of all stars unlock on the vita version they don't seem to i mean so the 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 interesting that we couldn't figure out how cross save worked right when we when we were playing you know when we were messing around with when vikings attack for instance i had like a pretty obtuse system that like i i didn't realize that like basically the first time you turn in the game on it ask you have the, the copy if you want to bring your save over and stuff like that not really a great system yeah with all stars, I was even more confused because I'm like, "What the hell? Like, where is it?" But it it just saves it. It's automatic. It, yeah, we, like, and that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. We didn't know that. Like, yeah, Colin had left the room or whatever, and me and Mike were still tinkering around with it. And it was like, I jumped back into I I jumped into the Vita version after putting in a whole bunch of time on PS3 and was looking for the cross save. What do I do? How do I make this work? And I couldn't find. It. I'm like, oh, I guess they're independent. It doesn't matter. And I jumped into a single player story, and I noticed that Sweet Tooth was the same level as he was on PS3. So they're just using. Basically, they're using cloud saves with your ranking and whatever. So if you're connected to PSN, it's going to be beaming that information back and forth and giving you the unlocks and stuff. You yeah, have. it's really neat. Like the, it saves your progress in single player ma- modes too. In terms of like you've beaten it on legendary with this character, it'll save that kind of stuff. Um, because when I I beat the game with everyone on normal difficulty, and then I signed on with the Vita, and it said I was 66 percent through the single player campaign, which mm-hmm. means that I had to beat it on legendary with everyone. And I I, start, I beat it on legendary with Spike just to kind of test it out. Um, it doesn't seem to pop trophies, though. Yeah, the trophies are independent, so you'd have to go through... You know, if you beat Sweet Tooth's campaign on PS3, you have to do it on Vita as well. And I think that that's kind of cool. Now, you can make the case for both. It was really exciting with Sound Shapes, for instance, but with this kind of game, it's like, gives me another reason to do everything again. I, I'm kind of excited about that. Like, I, I'm kind of looking forward to that. What I, I, I'm not. Like, it's one of those things where... I, now that it's live, now that people have this game, I am so excited to just be like laying in bed and like i want to do a match i i want uh, three minutes i can jump on my vita you know what i mean and be this is something similar to what i was talking about earlier with the wii u right like second screen stuff now i can just play all stars whenever i want i can do whatever you want to put on tv i don't care i can do something else and be earning progress and stuff but i don't want like if i'm gonna go through I, I, single player is kind of boring like it's, it's funny to be like oh man they look at oh yeah you know evil cole's talking to fat princess that's funny but it's like i don't need to see it again especially because they're just those you know the voiceovers over yeah. static screens it's like I would rather that that those trophies ping in just those or 
And I know this is against what we what we want in every other game ever. I'd rather have more online trophies. I I, I would be totally down. I really hope that. Uh, I don't know how they do it. I mean, other than characters, they you know DLC, but Superbot goes the Uncharted route and like is like, okay, here's a whole bunch of goofy things to do online for trophies. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'll be cool. I mean, uh, Naughty Dog was able to do that because they released all those DLC without trophies. So I assume that when they start releasing DLC, they'll just have trophies attached. You assume that Cat and Emmett will have their own campaigns and then they'll sure. get their own trophies and they'll probably throw then because they'll have like 200 points, the equivalent of um, the trophy back end or whatever to spend. And so maybe they'll do something like that, which will be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the trophies are attainable, and I'm kind of looking forward to doing it again. I like the game. I don't, I still don't think it really belongs on Vita, but it it's great on Vita. You know, it's just, it takes some getting used to. Like the buttons are a little different. I wasted so many supers pressing the R button to pick up items, which is like <laughs> infuriating because you have to tap the screen. Yeah, yeah, it, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did it like over and over again because it's just like you're so used to just tapping the R button. But say lovey, say lovey indeed, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Podcast Beyond, episode 267. Colin and I have to go film a video about PlayStation Game of the Years and whatnots. So we'll wish us win. luck. We know. We know it's going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think this video is just talking about contenders, I mm-hmm. think. So we, let's not say it on the video. No, right? no, no, no. Okay, good, good, good. And then we're going to play PlayStation All-Stars. And I won't post my Persona review today, probably. Thing is how I have no time to write it. But by Persona, first off, I'm going to give it somewhere in the nines. Nine, three, I think is what I yeah, said. Yeah, I you settled on. Yeah. yeah, nine, three is what I've settled on. So there you go. That's not verified, so if that changes, congratulations on knowing how IGN works. <laughs> Things change nonstop. Persona's great. Go buy it. PlayStation All-Stars is literally great. Go buy it. Um, we'll see you online. Of course, if you want to try to play us, our friends list are full, but I'm Game Over Greggy. Look for me uh, on that. I'm, that's me on Twitter, too. Colin Moriarty-IGN on PSN. Uh, no taxation on Twitter. IGN, IGN on Twitter. That's a funny one. But remember, Twitter and Podcast Beyond don't pay the bills. IGN.com does. So go to IGN.com, read Colin's awesome review. Watch all 20 of his videos. We are also the official PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale wiki. You can go there, learn all the moves. That's where Colin's got every character page has Colin's video embedded showing you the ins and outs of each character. Lots of awesome, awesome, awesome content up. And there's an iPhone app now. An IGN iPhone app for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale that links you up to, links you up to the wiki right away. It's free. It's free. Yeah, no reason not to. I don't know if there's an Android version. There probably will be one day if there isn't right now. So search for it. Is there a WebOS version? Uh, No, there isn't. Nobody uses Palm Priest. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we end Podcast Beyond every week with a song. Today's song is submitted from Mason Roberts. Uh, Clements picked this and he sends his love to ladies and gentlemen. Sorry he couldn't be here. Mason says, hey guys, longtime fan of the show from Sydney, Australia. I thought I would submit a friend's song to the podcast off his recently released EP. He goes by the name Chirax destructor and his stuff can be found and on Bandcamp at chirax c-h-e-r-a-x destructor dot bandcamp dot com the song is called cupcake hope you enjoy thanks guys beyond p.s sorry i forgot to attach the song the first time beyond it's okay don't worry about it uh ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us enjoy playstation all-stars this is chirax destructor cupcake beyond, beyond.
Yeah. Colin, you go. Yay. Yeah.